Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. God knew that every person born with sin The Bible says it like this, for we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You see, God knew our sins would separate us from him forever. And we had to have a solution to our sin. Well, how did that solution look? We see it in Romans chapter three, verse 24. Look at this. Out of sheer generosity, he put us in right standing with himself. It might seem mean or harsh for God to tell mankind that they're sinners. Everyone knows when a sinner is, and very few people want to be defined as one. But as God lays out the qualifications for not being a sinner, it becomes pretty apparent that nobody is going to meet that standard. Looking at God's benchmark and the huge gap between yourself and Him, it might be easy to lose hope. This is why today's teaching by Pastor Mark is so important. As you listen to him tell you what God did to not only bridge the gap, but to delete it, you might begin to better understand the significance of Christ's birth. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Matthew chapter 1 as he begins his message, God's greatest gift to us. Well, we're glad that you've joined us. Christmas is simply all about giving and receiving gifts. I don't know whether we have any uh, United Parcel people, but here's what happened. Last Tuesday, 36 million gifts were delivered to homes in the United States. Pray for them. (laughs) Pray for them. Well, I don't know. I won't ask you to raise your hand, but probably most of you think you've purchased the perfect gift for your spouse or your children. I hope you have. If some of you haven't done that yet, I mean, Walgreens is probably open to midnight. (laughs) You may not find the perfect gift there for sure. Since I'm a husband, I want to challenge you husbands. Now, wives, you can't answer this, so just be quiet. Husbands, let's see if you purchase the perfect gift. If I say to you, T-C, speaking of beds and sheets, what does that mean? Thread cut. There's somebody with hormones. I can man hormone. I can see (laughs) testosterone. Thread count. Ladies, is that right? Yes, exactly right. Thread count is the number of threads woven together into a square inch. Now, I want to see if you husbands got the perfect gift for your wife. Here it is. Here's a pair of sheets that are $4,200. Now, I won't ask you to raise your hand if you bought this, but this is a Charlotte Thomas bespoke. 
the most expensive sheets you can buy, 22 karat gold woven directly into merino wool fabric. The wool is backed with a silk, my wife told me this, jacquard, and then it added to a thousand thread count sheets made from Egyptian cotton. Each order is made individually to the client's specifications and takes up to 12 weeks to complete. I won't ask you how many bought this. Go ahead and just sleep on those 50 TCs tonight. Well, when we speak about gifts, you have to go back to the giver of all gifts. Here's the way the Bible puts that. James 1.17. Every good and every perfect gift is from above. God. Coming down from the Father. We just sang, he's a good, good Father. Now, I want everybody, because it's been a busy, busy time. Just take a deep breath right now. Let's just take it here. (sighs) Feels good, doesn't it? Where'd it come from? Came from God. He holds our times in his hands. You see, no matter who you are, God has been giving you many gifts all your life. In fact, everything we have and everything we are really comes from God. Today, we want to talk about the greatest gift that anybody can receive. The Apostle Paul, who used to be a non-believer in Jesus, became a believer, and he wrote this verse, 2 Corinthians 9, 15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Speaking, of course, about Jesus Christ and all the blessings that come all the gifts that come with a relationship with Jesus Christ. So let me show you the first one. It's the gift of Jesus. It's the gift of Jesus. This is what Christmas is all about. You see, 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ was sent by God according to the eternal plan And really, God, in the form of Jesus, stepped out of heaven. He put skin on, and he became like you and me. He was fully God, but he was fully man. Now, most people were surprised how Jesus came to this earth. Number one, a virgin birth. But how he came to humble settings especially the religious Jewish people, were shocked. They expected Jesus to be born in some kind of a palace. I mean, hello, king of kings, in rich surroundings. But Jesus was not born in a bed with 22 carat gold sheets. This is kind of what it would have looked like. We don't know exactly, but here is a simple feeding trough from Israel, been there many times, seen many of these draws, and you see the little strips of ordinary cloth. That was the swaddling cloth. That was what Jesus was wrapped in. You see, Jesus came in humble wrappings. Why? To identify with you and with me. There isn't anybody here that's special. We're just ordinary people. We're all equal. And so Jesus came, and these claws were normal in those kind of days, wrapped around the baby, 
for protection. And it symbolized the humble, dependent position of a newborn baby. It's hard for us to imagine, isn't it? God dependent totally on Mary and Joseph. But he was. Baby Jesus was totally dependent on Mary and Joseph. He would be raised as a dependent child. Yet later in life, Mary and Joseph would become totally dependent on Jesus as an adult because they would have to receive Jesus and his gift of salvation. Now, many people wonder why Jesus came to this earth. It was interesting in the last service, maybe about 14 or 15 year old came to me at the end of the service and he says, I finally get it. I know what Christmas is about. Well, that's not unusual. You see, Joseph was told why Jesus came. Matthew 121, speaking to Joseph, an angel said, and she, Mary, will have a son and you're to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. You see, Jesus came to earth to save us from our sins. Now, how in the world did we become sinners? Well, when Adam and Eve sinned, the DNA of man was corrupted. So you were born as a child, as a baby, in the womb with a sin nature. But outside of that sin nature, we also sin by practice. Now, I don't want anybody to raise their hands, but the Bible teaches us to be patient. How many might have lost patience in the last seven days in the stores and on the roads? Good. Don't raise your hand. Well, let's just raise your hands. How, much, how many of us are guilty? We're all guilty. See, we sin by practice. That's just the way it was. We were there yesterday at Chick-fil-A and getting stuff, and all these people were saying, Pastor Mark, Pastor Mark. See, I have to behave wherever I go constantly. <laughs> but that's impossible because I'm human like you. So understand, God knew that every person born with sin, the Bible says it like this, for we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You see, God knew our sins would separate us from him forever. And we had to have a solution to our sin. Well, how did that solution look? We see it in Romans chapter 3, verse 24. Look at this. Out of sheer generosity... He put us in right standing with himself, a pure gift. He got us out of the mess we were in, and he restored us to where he always wanted us to be, in a relationship with God. See, sin separates us from God. He restored us to where he always wanted us to be. And how did he do it? Look at it. And he did it by the means of Jesus Christ. Say it with me. Everyone needs a savior. See, there's no exceptions. There's no exceptions. But how did Jesus save us from our sins? Well, two other gifts come on the scene for us. Two other gifts. And Jesus didn't come to this earth alone. He came with other gifts. And you're going to see two gifts. The gift of grace and the gift of 
forgiveness. You see, when Jesus came as the gift, he brought with him grace and forgiveness. Now, what is grace? Grace is simple. I have it for you. You can see it. It's this. It's getting what we don't deserve. Now, an example of that is written by Paul. Look at this verse. But God showed us his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Jesus died 2,000 years ago. You and I weren't born. He already died for us. He died for the whole world. We don't deserve it. He died and we don't deserve it. This was the gift. He showed us his love by sending Jesus to die before we even knew about salvation because we'd never even been born. But this is where the greatest confusion comes. So we have the gift of Jesus and we have the gift of grace and we have the gift of forgiveness. Where is the confusion? Here it is. Most people believe, guaranteed, all around the world, I've been in hundreds and hundreds of places talking to people about this, probably over 80 nations in the world. It's the same everywhere. It doesn't matter. Bowing down to idols, bringing sacrifices, bringing food to dead lives in churches in America. Most people believe when they go to heaven, they're going to go to heaven because they're good enough. They've earned their way to heaven. They add up the good things and hope they've done more than the bad things. But that is not true at all. You see, good people don't go to heaven. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm better than them. It doesn't matter. You can never be good enough. Good enough is perfection. And since we started with sin, forget the practice. We'll never be there. So there's a great story. I just want to tell you about it. It gives the point, I think. A man died and he went to heaven's gates. He wanted to get in. St. Peter was there, and St. Peter said to him, you want to come into heaven? Here's how it works. You need 100 points to get into heaven. man said, okay. He says, so Peter says, you tell me all the good things you've done, and as you tell me, I'll give you a certain number of points for each item, depending how good you are. And when you get to 100, come on into heaven. The man said, good enough. So the man said this, I was married to the same woman for 50 years. Now, really, this should go to the wife, not the man. (laughs) Come on, ladies, I gave you a point there. Let's go, come on, okay. I was married to the same woman for 50 years and never cheated on her, even in my heart. That's wonderful, said St. Peter. That's worth three points. (laughs) He said three points, 50 years? I'm down to 97. Okay, well, I attended church all my life, and I supported its ministry with my money and time and talents. Peter said, terrific, that's what you're supposed to do. He said, that's certainly worth one point. One point, 96. How about this? I started a soup kitchen in my city and worked in a shelter for the homeless. And St. Peter said, that's exactly what we're supposed to do. Do good things for the poor. Fantastic. That's good for two more points. And the man said, two points, is that all? At this rate, the only way I'll get into heaven is by the grace of God. (laughs) 
And Peter said, come on in. The only way you will get to heaven is by the grace of God. To see that idea that any of us could be good enough, it is not biblical at all. It's man's way of trying to earn or buy his way into heaven. Let me show you how that works. Ephesians 1, 7, in him, Jesus, look at the verse, in him, we have redemption through his blood. This forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So notice what you have. You have grace and forgiveness that work together. That's the solution. Who brought it? Jesus. He came with grace and truth. He paid for our sin, which we could not do on the cross. So here's what you want to write or even think about. Good people don't go to heaven. Say it with me, the last part. Only forgiven people go to heaven. So that is the crux. Jesus was sent to this world to offer man grace, unmerited, not do, I don't deserve it, and forgiveness. These grace gifts by God are simply received because I can't earn them, I can't buy them. Now, it's interesting to me that God knew what man would try to do. You see, we're raised in a society where we kind of do good, better, best. College, the curve. They got into this college because their grades were better than mine. But God doesn't grade on the curve. We're all equal. We're all sinners. We can't get there. And so God put in the Bible two amazing verses that are just crystal clear. Let me show them to you. God saved you by his grace when you believe. So it's about a belief in Jesus Christ. And you can't trade credit for this. It is, say it with me, it's a gift from who? It's a gift from God. Salvation is, here we go, not a reward. Now think about that. It's not a reward. It's not a reward for the good things we have done. doesn't matter how many good things. It is not a reward. So that none of us can boast about it. There's the clear picture of the gospel. So this brings something that you need to understand. We're talking about the greatest gift. Well, your greatest need is this. Let's say it together. You'll see it. Let's say this. My greatest need is forgiveness. The greatest gift, Jesus. He brought grace and he brought forgiveness. You can't get forgiveness of your sins without Jesus. There's only one way to God. His name is Jesus. He came because he saved his people from their sins. You see, God didn't just send Jesus with a couple gifts. He sent him with a lot of gifts. I can't go into all of them, but I want to give you two more because this is really powerful. When Jesus came, he didn't only give us grace and forgiveness, but he gave us one more. He gave us the Holy 
Spirit. Now, if you come from a Catholic background, you know the Holy Spirit. Get your hands up. Let's practice it. Those of you who came from the Catholic, here we go. Father, Son, Holy. Come on, you do it again. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There it is. But sometimes, even in a Christian church, even in a Protestant church, we don't understand the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit? Well, the Holy Spirit's that. <laughs> what is that? I got an itch over here. Well, what is that? No, the Holy Spirit is God. He's a person. So when Jesus left this earth, he went back to heaven and he sent God, the Holy Spirit, to come and live in us. Look how Paul writes this. You see it on 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Look at this. Who lives in you and was given to you by God. Now look at me. At the moment you become a Christian and your sins are forgiven, God sends the Holy Spirit to come and simply take up residence in us. Permanent residence. Christ followers have God, the Holy Spirit, living in them 24-7. How awesome is that? So I want you to just wake up your neighbor right now and say, right to them, point them like this, right at their finger. Come on now, we do this a lot. Point them right there and say, I have God living in me. Come on right now. I have God. Exactly. Now, isn't that amazing? How many think we don't look like we have God living in us? So let's not even go there. Okay. (laughs) Of course we do. Now, when the Holy Spirit came, what did he bring with him? He brought with him a lot of things. I can't cover most of them, but I want to give you a little sample. We put this on an iPhone kind of app a few years ago. Brett did up in our our, uh, media ministry. Here, watch this. Number one, he assures me. You see, the real you is spiritual. The Holy Spirit lives in us, and sometimes we're unsure of our salvation. By the way, you might be unsure of your salvation because you've never really been saved. Oh, Pastor Mark, I came down to the altar. Well, when was that? Uh, 12 years ago. Have you been in church? Are you growing spiritually? Do you read the Bible? Well, no, no, no. I got my papers. I'm going to heaven. Uh, No, no, no. You see, there has to be a change in your life. Repentance is to be different, transformed. So we need to be assured of our salvation. Number two, the Holy Spirit is known as the teacher. Now, who's your teacher today? This young, good-looking, tall... Why are you laughing? You hurt my feelings. I'm just a guy. You know who's teaching you tonight? The Holy Spirit. And what we've been praying for, for weeks, all of our people, is this. As you go through this, you're going to see some things that the Holy Spirit wants to do. I want to skip right down to enlightens me. We're praying like this young man, this teenager in the first service. I finally get Christmas. It's about Jesus Christ and accepting him. See, the one that opens your eyes spiritually is not me. It's the Holy Spirit. Today, Pastor Mark reminded you how easy it is to forget the real reason behind all of the gift-giving and busyness of the Christmas season. God's giving to mankind the most important gift ever. 
Pastor Mark taught how the religious leaders, those who were supposedly looking for the Messiah, completely missed his coming because they had the wrong expectations. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching God's greatest gift to us. You'll hear how ordinary the birth of Jesus was and how this reminds us that Jesus came to identify with the regular person, not the elites of his time. You'll also learn about the requirements for entrance into God's kingdom and why no one gets to just waltz through the pearly gates. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this message, God's greatest gift to us. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.